Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Naked Truth, when we tell you everything 100% real. We decide to not use any bad words because we don't want to get a shadow banded again, but we're doing okay. But today on this episode, we're going to talk about business partnership. I went through it. It's painful. It's like a divorce. It's nasty, but we're going to deep deep get into it and talk about that and andy you had some experiences with that right absolutely uh you know thank you we're gonna try not to use not bad to words use bad. and that's because we go to the youtube channel and the youtube i sound like i'm 75 years old what the hell youtube yeah so um we're gonna try to stay off the bottom of the shadow ban list and bring you real content with that but yes i've seen it uh it's interesting we were having this conversation and um Partnerships, holy shit. It's, it's tough, really. A lot of people, we, we talk about it off camera earlier, and you said it's like marriage, and I, I totally- Oh, it's worse than uh, marriage. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I wasn't one, actually two, and you know, it's end up divorcing, but you know, I, I think we bring it to ourselves. I'm not saying the partnership is bad, so many partners, they, but the foundation of it is important. How are you gonna start it? And what are the expectations? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the key. I think that is a, a major point of it right there is structure. The structure. Absolutely. Standards, operating. Like right now, we, we're in a great partnership. You know, we talk about family partnerships, but all of the family members are also partners, right? So their partners, my other business partner, um, it, it all works, right? We have it all laid out. We have things laid out in partnerships to help. Um, you know, we'll talk today, poison pills, poison pills are, are very good for business. And we'll talk about operating agreements and we'll, then we'll talk, you know, shares in a business and who has oh, yeah. what vote and voting rights that go along with it and how those things get mucked How are you going to structure the business as you said? Yeah, it's structure. It's, you know, is it a 50, 50 look, it's the LSC escort. What is it? Or yeah, I leave that to tax people that yeah. are smarter than me. Attorneys, you know, what are we going to lay? Make sure you have an attorney or tax guy. Hey, I tell everybody all the time, you need two A's, a B and a C, an attorney, accountant, a good banker, and you need an, a coach in your business. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, actually, that's not bad. Yeah, I know you think I can no, you, you know, stuff you, on my own. No, yeah, yeah, that that <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. So when you when you look at businesses, the the divorces, let's let's go for that first. Let's talk about the horrors that go into business partnership. Not all of them, but some. And I've I've had many friends that have been through divorces. I've had I've seen it, I've witnessed it, but the worst breakups that I've ever seen usually comes from those partners that get into business together. They start out as friends and then things get muddy or relationships happen or there's a remarriage or there's, I want to bring other partners in or we're, we don't have really solid bylaws and we don't have operating agreements. And then shit just goes sideways. It just goes absolutely sideways. And then there's no recovery. And yeah. I've seen best friends, don't speak to each other anymore. I've seen families destroy the family business, right? That's tough. One. It destroyed. I mean, so much, you know, that uh, one one family member passes away, and then there's a valuation problem, and then they're trying to figure out 
who pays for what and the family has an idea what the business is and then it gets so ugly and then when it's all settled you know the family members that were sons and fathers and daughters and wives of the owner that passed away were fired i mean it gets ugly and it would affect a lot of people during that time oh it's it's crazy it's crazy so i will i will my analogy with um business partnerships is what we all went through in covid think about this for a second shock and all shock and all like what what's going on then we have oh my god it's not going to happen to us it can't happen to us it's always like that yeah but then you're like oh it's like it's like a 12-step program, right? Like one minute you're happy, next minute you're sad, you're scared, you're you're ambivalent, you're angry, you're you're tit lashing out, next minute you're depressed, and then like, oh, we start the cycle. It's every day. And that's what we see in business partnerships. So let's talk about your business partnerships. What was if if you looked at what started the the not the problem. What was the what was the issue or the barrier that started the shit? Am I in business with the right person? You know, all this started. And let me tell you something. You know, as you said, I'm so happy you mentioned that. But you start a business with a friend, and you say, "Oh, we are friends. Let's go to the business." And I got this idea. You got that idea, or I have this. I have this concept or this restaurant. Let's. You know, mine was a restaurant. You know. And I went in there with my best friend, and we still talked. We're still friends, but if I if I can go back, I would do it differently. Mm-hmm. Like we went fifty fifty percent, and then you know, he put money, I put money. It's a you know long story, but the things is that when you go in the business with a friend, it's not going to be a friend anymore. It's going to be a business partner, and then when you don't have a solid foundation from the structure in it mm-hmm. we had we had accountability but the bylaws mm-hmm. you know the operation you know operating agreement and you know who does what who calls the shot all that stuff when we are two people when is it three people is it two to one one to two you know it's, it's much easier but when the two people they go into business those expectations who's going to run the operation who's going to do the finance who's going to oversee mm-hmm. this who's going to oversee but if you go in it and say, hey, it's going to be fine. We are best friend, man. We're going to do it together. Let's go make it happen. And once sh- shit hit the fans, oh. and, you know, is ugly and it's just stressful. Mine wasn't that ugly, like, you know, at all. But it was a stressful because I, wor- I was working my tail off. And he was he had a job. He was working his work so hard on his job and all that stuff. But it's hard and it comes all back to why you want to do it mm, yeah it's is it the money like or what is it can you go to the bank eliminate the partnership just go get a bank or the worst one you have seen it borrow from the friends and family to mm, start a business Holy. absolutely there's a number of ways to look at it you know you talk about the truth in this so that's why i asked about what was the catalyst with it we find that money is normally the catalyst for the beginning of the problems. It's Who based on what? Well, let's just take it from this start, okay? I have never, I don't give a shit what industry it's in, I have never seen a 50-50 partnership that ended well. Never. Somebody has to be in fucking charge. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Bleep. Yeah. Um, 
but somebody has to be in charge and somebody has to have the wherewithal to have the leverage in the business to go, okay, here's your role. Here's my role. Voting rights as board members are created equal. Okay, voting rights. But that doesn't mean day-to-day voting rights are the same. Then you talking about the day-to-day operation if somebody's basically silent. Yeah, but who's who in the business? Who's the CEO? Who's the chief financial officer? And if you're not big enough, okay, who does finance? Who runs the day-to-day? Who's the president? Is the, is the board chair the same as the president? I mean, there's a thousand different ways to look at it, but you have to have an operating agreement that says, well, like our, our, our operating agreement, okay? Uh, we are equal partners in the business. But guess what? 29 days a month, I am an employee of the business. One day a month, I am a board director, I am a board member, and I have equal voting rights. Those are board meetings. Every other day of the week, I do my job. And guess what? I can be fired for not doing my job. Now, people look and go, no, you can't do that. I own the business. No, that's where this is where operating agreements come in. It has to be all agreed upon. So you have a 50-50 partnership. And let's say you're running, let's say one partner is a silent partner and you're running the operation. You're you're running all the operations. You're running all the finance. They have access to the books and they want to come in and tell you how to do your job today to day. That, that's the big challenge. It is a big challenge because that's not a, that it's not acceptable. And that's where you have to have agreements like this is the wrong place in the wrong time. Or those partners walk into the business on a day-to-day basis. Like they don't work here, but they come in and tell your people like, oh, hey, Wes, hey, Blake, you need to do this, this, and this because I'm standing here. No, 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 no. These are all problems that go on. Is because they're what not, you're telling expectations. We call them standards now. Standards. Yeah. Well, and the reason we don't use expectation is because a bunch of people got offended because it's a disciplinary word. So it's standard. What are the standards that Andy has to do his job for every day? Right? So one of my favorite things is when we have tenure in a business. Oh, I've been here for 30 years. And, you know, who gives a shit? Nobody cares that you've been here for 30 years. You're doing sh- you're doing shit like it's 1989, except for you're not using a rotary phone. You actually have a new phone. It's so amazing how people do that. Well, or I brought all the experience. Well, yeah, this is you hear that's a lot. And I'm sure you guys, you hear that's a lot too. Right. So we, we just got to figure out operationally, our team, our ownership, we're really good at difficult conversations. How about this? You know, you heard this before. They say, I'll put the money and I'll put the experience. Yeah, that's never a win-win. It's, you, you heard that. Oh, right? all the time. Hey, I'll bring the experience to the table. Otherwise, you know, you, you can't run this business. I have the experience. And the other guy says, hey, I got the money. I'll bring the money to the table. What What is that situation look like? It actually probably up front, it's really great because the one guy's going, oh, great. I don't have to, I don't have to bring any money. But then you get 30, 45 days down the road or you get a 90 days or six months or a year. And all of a sudden, the person that put all the money in, they want ROI, which means they are entitled to profit. Right. Not operational money, profit. So now we start having conversations like, God, why are the books? We're barely breaking even. We've got to make some money. Oh, it takes time. No, no. How does it make money? When's it going to make money? Because the person that puts all that money in. What gets, well, what in this situation yep. would be, you're doing all the work. You're working 80 hours a week. I gave all the money in, so I put in $100,000. 
right? So I want an ROI on that. So when it comes to six months or a year at the end of the year, and there's, let's say there's $10,000. And as a board member, I exercise my right to go, okay, I want a payment on principal. I want a dividend, right? Or I want a, a, a payout of some sort for me. The other person's like, well, why? You haven't done anything. No, no, I gave you all the collateral, right? So, and then that's one thing that happens. The next thing we see happen is, is like, so you do all the work. You work 80 hours a week or you're working 60 hours a week. You're working seven days a week. You're doing all of the work, right? You're whatever the business is, you're doing all of it. And every month there is a, uh, a payback, a note that says the business must pay the business loan back. Well, you know, we can just skip that payment. We don't need to make that payment because we're short on cash flow. Well, no, no. If one owner is not taking a paycheck and the other owner is taking a paycheck and a, and a bill is owed, the bill gets paid or the other owner doesn't get to take a paycheck. Yeah, doesn't get a paycheck. That's another thing that gets them going sideways. Like 9-11 happened, you know, in restaurant, I didn't get paid for a penny. Oh. I was operated. I said, I can't pay myself. It, but you were you were brave enough to do that. So many people will, well, we've just been through it in both our businesses, right? People, they use us as the bank and trust. Oh, I, you know, he's good. I don't need to pay him. No, 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 no. Or you don't have to pay me. It's like, wait, time out. You paid yourself, right? Well, yeah, of course. I have to take care of my stuff. So what makes you can think you can take your vendors and use them as the bank? But in today's society, they think, oh, my God, what's the big deal? It's nothing. It's nothing. So we, we have to set up our business in a situation of, no, if you can't afford to take pay your bills, which include your loan payments to a partner, your dividend, well, dividends are from profit, so that doesn't count. But that means you don't take a paycheck. And that's where things start going sideways. God, I'm doing all the work here. Why should we pay the note back when, you know, I'm doing all the work? Because that's business. That's business. Figure out a way to make profit. And I think one of the big things that a lot of people get dismissed is the ignorant and the ego. Like, if you are an operator, you are good in operation, and you're not good in the financial, and your partner is good in financial, even though if he's not involved, just ask. Or, you know, just go get help. You know, some people, they think they can do it all. Oh, I'm a business owner. I can do all of them. You know, I can do financial. No, if you're weak, even your partner is not in there. Or if you're with a partner, usually you partner with somebody that's smarter than you. Absolutely. Like I, you know, me, I hate financial, but you know, I, I, I got to do it. I got accounting. I got you and, you know, helping other people that, you know, they guide me, they coach me and everything else. Great operator, but you know, it is what it is. And that's where you, you have, have to be to, honest. You have to play to your strengths. Yeah. So many times people hide partnerships. They hide that there's something they're not good at it. Or and they hide like they don't reconcile their books or they start we call it a leisure business or a checkbook business. Okay, I did it. I mean I did it early on. I did it in two businesses. One business we were straight ten ninety nine, we were a consulting firm. Every freaking expense we could put in that business, we did. And we just did it that way, right? Well, that doesn't give me a sellable asset. When you, you do that as a business partnership and you start taking out 
uh, let's say, well, phone bills is a great one, right? Phone bills, that, that matters, right? We all have phones. It doesn't, it doesn't show you an ROI, but it, it brings money back in, right? Because people are on the phone, we need to have them. Well, then you other people will have um, boat payments. Oh, oh, use God. it for entertaining or yeah. car payments within the business. People don't understand is, yes, there's some tax ramifications from it. And there's a lot of accountants out there. Go check with them. There's different ways to do it. You know, in our business, we actually learned and we pulled, we had the cars in the business early on and we pulled the cars out of the business and we did it as you're better off to take the, um, the mileage or do a lease back where the business leases the car from the owner and then the, the owner makes the money. And the business pays the lease or, but those types of things don't make the company any money. Yeah. They may look good on paper, but at the end of the day, business has to run. So that'll, that'll sour a partnership pretty quick because when partners come in, they're like, well, what is all of this expense in the business? Because when you have a partnership, the books are open, right? You can't yeah. hide that stuff, but people try. And that's what leads to differences in opinions. Like, well, wait, wh wh why are we paying for all this stuff? And we just see it go sideways because one partner believes that it's their right to have everything paid for. And the other partners will look at it and go, no, this is a frivolous expense. No, I'd rather have the dividend. And that happens in, I see that all the time. Now there's other businesses where they set up partnerships. Maybe it's a family business where everybody gets vehicles. Okay, that's a completely different monster. You got 15 vehicles, you got 15 people. Okay, now you have an accounting thing, but I'm talking about those people that like there's partners and, you know, they start running, trying to run everything through that, where is it's, it's your expense, not the business expense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So we, oh my gosh. It, like, it gets very complicated. It does. But that's where, that's where the operating agreement comes into play, right? Before you enter into a business relationship with a friend, a family member, this is where attorneys are really good, right? They work as mediators. Now, I, I believe I'm an expert in coaching. I am not an expert in my family dynamics. <laughs> I may have made that mistake once or twice, but when we talk about family dynamics, the hardest thing is to know where to shut the yep. bleep up because that's when it, it, you have to have somebody there that's like, this is business. So operating agreement, the whole thing when I said, uh, for me, I'm an owner one day, one day a month, right? The rest of your employee. I'm employee. Uh, same thing goes for our other employees, CEO, financial person, marketing person, nonprofit person, coach. I mean, all of these things are in the operating agreement. There are all the information's in there. And it, it, we all have positional contracts that go along with it. it. says, I will do this. I will do this. These are my standards, expectations. If I don't hit these standards, expectations, you know, what's a reasonable amount of time? The reasonable amount of time is how long would you let an employee do this job and make this six-figure income before you'd be like, uh, dude, you got to produce, right? So there's that. That, that will send everything into a tailspin. But, yeah, but right now the people, I know a lot of people right now, you're watching or listening, you think you have a great idea, you're gonna go into business. Hey, oh, let me reach out to my cousin, my dad, my brother, my sister. Before you do anything else, you really have to calculate that, first of all, why are you gonna go into business with them? Can you replace them with somebody that you don't know that, you know, if something happens, 
you know, you have more options. You don't want to hurt the family, your brother. It's, it's hard. Mm, it's, it's very hard. It's really hard when you get there. And it all goes back to why you want to do this. You know, I've seen so many family units destroyed by really bad partnerships. The feeling is more than that. Oh, you know, success, you know. It's it's horrible. It like is. Like if you look at it as cold, the family businesses or partnership, they fell a lot. Yeah, they do, but it, it and it's because of emotions. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, I, we I make did emotional it. decisions all day long. Well, okay, Especially. so I was a 23, 22, 20. Look, I was a loudmouth kid. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I was back in my hometown, Ransom's Bar, okay, with my dad. Um, and my dad hadn't been in the bar in 40 years, which is super funny. We walked in the door. This is an old pool hall, and everybody at the bar knew my dad. Damn. He's 83. It's like, what the? So all these guys my dad hasn't seen, I'm like, you don't need coffee meetings. You need a bar meeting. So we sat there. We had a few beers, and we were talking. You know, and we were talking about, he's like, you have no idea how many times I wanted to kill you in the family business. <laughs> but but I was that loud mouth, know it all, twenty something kid who thinks we have it all figured out. Okay, I wasn't a partner. The thing I didn't realize at that time that I know right now, my name wasn't on the marquee. My grandfather's name was there and my dad's name was there. Right? They earned that spot. I didn't earn shit. But I had too big of an ego. We had a tit for tat I left that business that's on me that's not on my dad it's not on my aunt it's on me and so as I've grown through that now their partnership went different directions but I saw the stress of it because the other thing when you have a family business partnership when are board meetings wow yeah they're Thanksgiving Thanksgiving New Year's Valentine's Day, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, not necessarily in that order, but every day becomes a board meeting. And what it does is it draws a wedge because every, you know what the the rule of thumb is, right? What opinions are? What? They're like assholes. Everybody has one. Everybody has an opinion and people take sides. And so other big reasons partnerships fails. Zero flipping boundaries. Nobody has the brains, and I'm saying that, nobody has the brains to go, no, we're not talking about this stuff at grandma's house. We're not talking about this stuff at a birthday party. We're not talking about this stuff on a Friday night having a few beers. Business has to be conducted between partners in a business environment or shit gets blurred. Yep, I agree with that. So think about that. How many times did you... um? go and have meetings out with your partners when you were trying to do something else, whether it was a child's birthday party or something else. We always conducted in the business, like we, sitting at the bar, but in our business and talking over the table because, you know. But you own the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. Yeah, so that's a little bit different, right? You own the bar. Yeah. You guys were own the bar, so you were sitting in the bar. Yeah. But it's the other sides, right? It's. It's not having those clear expectation standards. The boundaries, you just nailed it. The boundaries are so important, which is we all lacking. Oh, we still lack them. I mean, I, I remember being 20-something, 
you know, we talked about, I think, what is it, first episode, third, whatever it was, when I asked you, what would you go back and tell yep. your 25-year-old yep, self? I think I said, I'd tell myself to shut the blank up yep. and listen. But partnerships, as you grow through them, I'll, I'll come back on point here. Partnerships, as we know today, are hard. Very hard. Um, the hardest thing about a 50-50 partnership is giving somebody else control day to day. And being okay with it. And that comes with the trust. You gotta trust your partner. Okay, so what's what erodes trust in a partnership? Tell yeah, us I, that. I, You've I, had yeah, it. Yeah, I think you have to build it or you have to show that you're capable. Otherwise, well, you're gonna go into business with somebody you don't trust. Yeah, but what is what erodes that? You know, knowing each other. You gotta know you, you gotta know your what you're capable of. Like I knew I'm capable capable of Running a restaurant because I started from dishwasher, learned everything. I can operate with my closed eyes. Mm -hmm. But let me do the operation and the staff and customer service, all that stuff. Just don't get me involved with the other bullshits like accounting, everything else. You know, I generate, I put it there, I do my job. Everybody will walk out happy. That's my thing. So it's really funny you say that. Like I'm, I'm really good at a lot of different jobs. I'm really good at finance. I am in our business fourth good compared to the rest of them. Like wow. literally their skill set because they're highly analytical. They, I am fourth as good, right? And I gladly don't want to do it because I love not looking at spreadsheets. I'll look at yours. I'll look at others, but I'm just not playing that game. I could sell it like a $75 a bottle of wine or $200 a bottle of wine easy. Not selling it, just talking to people, showing them and all the most expensive wine. I was selling it. I was opening it at the table. And everybody would say, how did you do that? I said, that's what I'm good at it. But tell me, just sit down and analyze this on the P&L. I said, you know, I understand it, everything is what I wasn't into it. You know, I could, I had the best food costs and labor costs. I could control that, which is, comes from the operation, yeah. efficiency. If you don't have an efficient operation, you're not going to make it. But you got to stay in your lane. That is a great really, freaking point. You really have to stay in your lane and don't get upset. Because I got upset many times. Why did you tell me this? You know, but you know, he's right. You got to stay in your lane. You got to really do what you're good at it, and then shut the hell up. But it's so hard for us. It's hard, especially sorry us male egos. Whew, we have a hard time with that one. Staying it, in our lane and just shutting up when we not only things. in the business. I think it's in everything. Oh, I marry you. Oh yeah, you know, any things in regular conversation. If you heard that, if you don't know about it, don't talk about it. it exactly, but we see that so much. Some people they don't say they just say something they don't even know what they're talking about. So when you look at that, so let's talk about some other things that that ruin partnership. Let's talk about that ruin the business from the partnership. So you had mentioned early on about going to the bank, you know, and trying to buy your your business partner out or something like that. So in our business, and we learned this from many others, so operationally we all have roles. Um, operationally we coach people that set up roles, positional agreements, and then in partnerships we really to get, and I hate the term um, pecking order or management, but re in the reality, you can't have three leaders in the business. Some There has to be some operational effectiveness with a president, a owner, who's doing finance, who's doing um, HR, who's doing IT. So many businesses 
they wonder why they can't scale because the partnership has one person or two people doing seven roles. And then they wonder why, like you just talked about, well, I'm, I'm, I'm fourth best at finance. You don't want to look at it normally. So, and if we partner together, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. But we have to find somebody like, okay, yeah. hey, Andy, what are you going to do? You say, I understand. You want taking, you know, go taking care of it. Or you talk to that accountant. Yeah. So then, but then you look at the other side of it. If we learn this, if your name is under more than one thing in the business. So if you take the seven pillars in a partnership, it's CEO, then you have finance, HR, IT, sales, marketing, and operations. Okay. Those are the, those are the pillars for all business, right? You have all of those pillars. And if your name is like in, in our roles, I'm, I do operations, which is for us, operation is broken into two tiers. Um, I do the coaching side of it, managing that, but I also, um, the sales side of it. Oh, so, you do sales yep. And so then you look at other sides of it, but you have to have clear, concise, who's doing what, and this isn't so much for the partnership. Some days it is, but it's for those other people that you hire in your team. They need to know where to go. Yep. And so we see that as a common, common theme where partnerships go sideways because you name somebody as president or CEO. But they're not doing what they're supposed to well, do. They're not doing it or I'm not staying in my lane. And I say I a lot because I just, look, I make mistakes. Um, I've made these mistakes. But when I make those statements and do something wrong, it's keeping people in line and then not liking like your CEO. You give me a like, hey, Andy. I know this isn't on your list today, but this is um, a client just came in. We sold them this product. I need you to get this done. I need I need a draft by the end of the day. I know it's not your priorities, but I need you to get a draft. No, piss off, Rami. I got all these other stuff to do, and that's not on my priority list, and I wanted to do it. It's like, okay. What is the collaboration? It, well, it's not collaboration. It's, it's still doing what yeah. you need to do. It's like you're in the military, yeah. right? I mean, sometimes you have to do things oh, you don't shit, want to do. Yeah. In, in business, we have to know that that person's not there to be malicious. That person's there trying to make sure the business survives. And so in partnerships, when somebody's not the CEO, they throw that, oh, I'm an owner. You can't talk to me like that. Well, that's an operational agreement, right? There's a problem right there. So we, we've got to make sure that we set the business up correctly and protect the asset. Protect the asset. You, I'm sure you, you have seen it, partners, their partner, the business is doing good. One of the partners goes to the divorce. Ooh, ooh, good subject. Uh, Keep, tell me more. Yeah. One partner goes to the divorce, which happened to me. And then you come to the table and say, now what? And because she technically owns some of your assets, which is it's diluted into the business. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard it's very hard to get out of that or make a right decision, not getting lawyers. It's, it's really hard. I face that. It's hard. It's two ways. You lose the business or you get divorced. So in today's society, some things that we talk about with people. Wife got, goes after the business. Oh, but it's all of those things. So think about this. Like in our operating agreement, there's a divorce clause. If one of us goes through a divorce, the other person, if they didn't sign for the business, now, yes, for asset-wise, they are entitled to whatever percentages, but they're not entitled to the shares of the business. So we have buy-sell buy agreements 
in, in our relationship. Now, for people that go out and get married, that's a prenup, people. I mean, protect yeah, yourself. You, you, I don't you, give a shit. Protect yourself. Um, um, Jody and I have a prenup. In our, you say Absolutely. Absolutely. We had it from a long time ago, but it's still in effect um, today. And it's not, it's not about... It's about protecting assets that each person has. If you own a business, and I know I'm, I'm circling the wagon yeah. here for a second, but prenups take care of that. Buy-sell agreements take care of that. If if I and my wife are to get a divorce, the business, if you, if you get a divorce out of the business, there's a valuation clause that has to be done, and the company has first right to buy those shares immediately. Basically, the first right of refusal is the company. Is the company. And that goes if I die. That goes if I get divorced. That goes if I, you know, go do something stupid and sleep with somebody. Well, we had a case that, the you know, they get, uh, the husband dies. The wife steps in for the operation of the business that she has no experience. And they didn't protect themselves as a business that, okay, the husband dies. The wife cannot walk in. She can be like a shareholder, as you said, but goes back to set things up right. Okay, so in that situation, I'm going to go it's deep hard. here for a minute. It, there's a lot of ways to protect the asset. Yep. First and foremost, um, shame on the business owners for not having a buy-sell agreement. Shame on the business for not having a life insurance policy on the person who is running the business because that life insurance policy does two things. And and again, there, there's key man insurance and there's life insurance. So a life insurance policy in that instance would have protected the business because they could have said, okay, so our business is worth X. The valuation comes back. It's Y. You as a partner in our business at this time is worth $3 million to the business. We as a business take out a, a loan for three or four million dollars based depending on there's a bunch of other rules you'll have to talk to our buddy down the street that does this but we take out the life insurance policy because the buy sell agreement states that in case i die the company has first right of refusal to buy those shares back first right first before any of the partners and anything but it also states in there that we do an evaluation at the time of the death and the time of the death the valuation then pays the owner so you're worth your wife your significant other is worth three million dollars we write her a check for three million dollars now there'll be some debate well you got it for four i want all of it no that other million dollars or whatever the number is we have in place to protect the business because now we have to go out and hire somebody to do your job that yep. you left so now we have the money in place to go out and hire and not just for a year because it takes time Somebody with the skill of an owner, it takes time. Oh, it's very hard to replace. And and again, um, we have some friends, you know, that can go through this. But that's the basis of why you get life insurance, why you do a buy-sell agreement, and why you would have key man insurance on the business. Same thing. Um, it, it's to protect the asset. So many times, and let's go, so many times you forget to protect the asset, and the business fails because it's like, well, I don't need money to buy you out. There's no money here. Oh, great. Now we got to deal with this shit, right? Because it's not, look, they're really nice people and their family and all this, but it's, it's like taking a nurse and throwing them into um, an operation of a manufacturing. Okay, oh, that wow. learning yeah. curve, but it's the same thing. If you threw me in a nursing outfit, bend over, I can stick you with a pin. 
right? I'll give you a shot. That's all I got. Here, let me plug the holes. Let me call nine one one. We're in a hospital, sir. It doesn't matter. I'm calling somebody for help. We don't know. You can't take that or a housewife. And please don't think take that wrong. If you're a housewife, you run a multi. It's a hard job. Oh, it is a hard job. But running a household is different than running a business. So there's just so many dynamics, but that's why you got to set them up correctly. So the instance I was telling you about. So um, family business, three brothers, one brother dies. Okay. We just went through it. There was a valuation done. The valuation was based on the value of the business today, not where it was 10 years ago. And it was less. So now it turns into a court case because the family believed that the value is more. Yeah. So, but, but the brother's dead. The husband's dead regardless. So they go through all of this legal rigmarole. Just a shit show. Okay? So they pay out what was legally owed by the judge. And then the next day, any of the family members that still worked in the business were terminated. And they were family members. Wow. Yeah. No shit. Wow. So those are things that those are real life things. Now let's throw another dynamic. So you and I own a business. Um, I do dumb things. I end up divorced. I take care of my first wife, get that off the table. And then I get remarried. Now what happens? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It basically when you have a partner and you are married, you got two wives. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much like another dynamic is I saw this that business owners, one knows how to run it. The, the one that knows how to run it gets sick and the other guy cannot fill it in. They don't have other resources. You know, they got it run and then the business goes down. It, it is. The guy came down with the cancer. They oh. can't shut down the business and the partner said, oh, I'm going to step into it, but I got a daytime job. I, I how I'm going to run it and the business goes out. And and we see that. So then you have the other side of the coin too. Like I was just saying, like a, now the other partner gets um, remarried and that remarried person has an opinion and has opinion of what should happen and how it should happen and all this. And now all of a sudden we know we're married. Um, We listen to our wives. We take all of their information. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. On a good day. That's why she pushed you off that ladder. I know. Keep it up. (laughs) He's got the marks to prove it. I know. Um, but so now they have an opinion and they want all this other stuff and the sharing done. And now all of a sudden, now you have two partners fighting because what they agreed upon is not what has to happen right now. I've seen that too. I saw two best friends completely go sideways. They don't speak anymore. Wow. But, and because of all the shit that went on, it just was, I mean, it was something I never in my wildest dreams would I thought because it became very vicious because at the end of the day, when you're protecting assets, remember both parties have money involved, right? And when you have, when you're protecting the asset, it yes, divorces are hard. I've never been through one. I've witnessed tons of them, but that is what's the analogy? One of my best friends told me: I choose to love my kids more than my I hate my ex-wife. Let that sink in. When it comes to business partners, like I choose to love the business more than I hate you, or do I just hate you a lot? And then. Like it just it ends up being so freaking ugly. And you know, you you folks that you're listening or watching, we're not saying that you shouldn't have partner, but it's hard. Oh, it's hard, and you have to really calculate everything before you go in it. 
especially you know tech startups right now dear lord tech oh my startups God. like you know the uh, you know the retail or restaurants or totally different but when you go to other line of business like coaching or you know tech startup oh it's hard it gets complicated we did before we entered into a business partnership we did everything together for eight months before named him the ceo named the officers ran the business as a single business demo for eight months before we actually signed the agreement and i want you to know you were guys who were dating we did date yeah and you know what you know how many hard conversations we had to have lots because guess what my ego got in the way guess what their egos got in the way guess what we didn't know how to talk to each other guess what we had to be coached through it a lot of people do that yeah we it's it's and it, partnerships are great. I will promise you, if you can find the right partners, yes, you can. You can. It's like a marriage. Yeah, you can grow your business exponentially because you're playing to the strengths. But you got to do the due diligence. You got to set the business up with an operating agreement, with an LLC, with all of these stop gaps. So let's talk the poison pill for a second. Yeah, that's interesting. Poison pill. You got to so, explain that. Okay, so you remember? I the, never had that. <laughs> okay, so but think about the old war movies like the cyanide pills. Oh yeah, cyanide pills. Yeah. So, poison pill is a, is is a clause in a business when one partner. So let's say you and I are partners, okay, and I'm pissed at you, and I say so. Let's say our business is worth a million dollars. Maybe I don't know. What the, so let's say it's worth a million dollars, and I come to you and I go, you know, Rami, I'm sick and tired of your shit. I will give you five hundred thousand dollars tomorrow to walk away. Okay, sounds reasonable. Usually leads to a fight. Our poison pill in our business is once I have stepped across that line and I have told you that I don't want you in the business and I want to buy your shares, all of my power is gone and now it's yours. You can take that information and you could turn around and go, you know what, Andy? Here's 500K, you're done. Hmm. That's our poison pill. It is a clause put in place, and our attorney called it nuclear. I thought poison pill was. Cooler. Is it something that you guys came up with? Came oh, up with we, it, or we, is it like a, is a norm? Is a normal thing? Uh, if you if this this is, this is a norm for those that know that business partnerships, can get ugly, and it's a norm for those that want to make sure that if you're gonna go that direction. It has to be the worst possible scenario. It's not going to be over broken thumbnails and coffee. It's got to be about something important. And we see so many businesses, they don't do that. Oh, it'll never come to this. Yeah. Great. I never want it to happen either. But guess what? At the end of the day, I want to protect my investment. And it also keeps me in check. The clause, the nuclear option, what poison pill, whatever you want to want, that's about me checking myself. Because I know if I launch that thing, any one of my three partners can come out and kick me in the nuts and it's done. Yep. And I'm out. Is and I'm more, out for whatever yeah, it's, I said. It's a prevention, yeah. So it's just, again, we had, we probably spent as as entities, two people, 
we probably spent 15 to 20 grand making sure this deal is right. So remember I talked about an accountant, attorney, a banker, and a coach. The reason we do that with an attorney is not because we want to pay them a bunch of money. It's because I want an asset that is profitable. Well, commercial profitable and it enterprise that that doesn't works without me that I can sell someday and it's protected. And it's not only for you, it's for the other parties too. Exactly. You know, if something happened to you, something happened to them, you want to have you know, the right system in place that you can go and refer to and say, oh, we have this clause, we have this, therefore we can do this. And you just go blindfolded. Oh. Oh, my God, that's a nightmare. Well, and so many... A lot of people do that. Husbands and wives, fathers, sons, they do that shit all the time. Well, I don't need that in my business. Have you you heard this? You know, you, you file your LLC with some online, you know, companies, and then generate your operating agreement, send it to you, as part of your package, they register your LLC, they send that operating agreement, and some people, they don't even look at it. It's, it's like a generic. And then they go, oh, we have an operating agreement. No, did you read it? What is it? It doesn't even apply to you. It's so funny. I, I do not. There's, there are certain things. I, I buy a ton of stuff online. I, I watch a lot of stuff. I don't watch the news. But what I don't do, I don't do doctors online. I don't. Yeah. I know WebMD. There's some companies here that do a really good job of it, and they're, but that's still no like trust. I don't do attorney shit by Google. Like I don't you, do you it, get I, it online. So open your mouth. Yeah. And well, but what you see, okay, that's so. Good, so not. think about this for a second. I know everybody can fill out paperwork. Okay, I can fill out paperwork. When I'm sitting in a lawyer's office, or I have to do them, I know they have to follow. The United States Bar Association has strict rules. So if my shit's not correctly, I know who to go see. I know exactly who to go talk to. When you're online, if something isn't written correctly or done correctly, good luck. I mean, figure that out. There's there's um, a several, like there's a really good, um, our business attorney, Jim, He's a phenomenal attorney. He was Dell general counsel. He is a no bullshit. Um, he's the polar opposite of me, so he's nice. Um, <laughs> but he, we had him do all of the stuff for us because we wanted to make sure it's, it's again, not just legal, but law binding. Um, it's got to protect everybody. I mean, DMH has a family. Tanner has a family. Jody and I have a family, which includes Tanner. There's a lot of people, our employees. Partnerships, and that's the other, the saddest thing that I see that I've ever seen is when two partners divorce, disagree, break up, have a shitty one, and you've got a bunch of employees. Oh, they, they get, take sides. They get uh, collateral damage. And that's ex- a great. Tr- they are. Yeah. They are just because now. And it's not their fault. No. Wes may like you. Blake may like me. Neither one of them knows if I'm going to be in or out. Or you're going to be in or out, but they're just like, yeah, let's roll the dice with them. Because I always say before you go to any partnership, any form of partnership, you really have to think carefully because your decision, your actions is going to affect so many people around you. Absolutely. Especially in business. As bigger, as worse. Oh, exactly. As business gets bigger, as worse. Like, you know, Jeff Bezos, okay, like got divorced. 
his wife made what 70 billion or whatever it didn't really they say it didn't hurt their amazon but in some some little things did but they calculate everything differently but that's a big dog that's like that is when, a big dog well when you come to a smaller business mom and pop shops you know cousins they start a business you know two friends it it, it kills your team it, it really kills it because really, you, you have all that it's, drama it's hard it's hard yeah can you imagine i mean i always see, use the term clarity kills drama but man you can't kill that night train of people just talking about, oh, my God, did you see what Andy did? Did you see what Ron yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, man, by the next day, you know, you've done things you didn't even know that were possible because they start like, talking. You, know, you heard that that when parents, they have a disagreement or they're going to argue, don't do it in front of the kids. Go to the other room. Me and my partner, business partner, we always in the office, closed doors. Wait, you said the bar earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we we didn't go on the like a front of the staff in the dining room and the bar area or, you know, in the kitchen. We said, let's go, let's go chat. We will go in the office, and then with the you know, standalone office, we were going over there and talk about the issues, and the staff they didn't know what the heck is going on. It is it's just so important that the way you operate is is gonna affect so many people along the way. You know, I worked, I was a consultant for that company with the three brothers for 12 years, and um, it always cracked me up. They would have the meetings at the office, and then they would meet every morning for coffee, and then they would make, it was a two out of three, they'd make other decisions. Or they'd reverse the decision they made the day before, which always cracked us up. But they were, when they were all alive, they, they were much stronger as a team. Yeah, they were brothers, but they were much stronger as a partnership because every day they cleared the air. Every morning, no bullshit. They didn't. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, you got it. You got to have those meetings. You got to have those partnership meetings. So many times they're forgotten. So we're in our first year of this partnership. Well, we're in the second year of this partnership. First year of the fully um, signed documents and all that. We have a team leadership meeting every thursday every thursday regardless of date time everybody has it on their calendar you want to know why clarity kills drama let's get it out in the open let's talk about all the stuff let's talk about finances let's talk about where my gaps are where their gaps are business partners forget that portion of it they forget that well we'll if we need a meeting we'll have one well by the time you get to the meeting there's all these things that have built up. Do you do this in, in, with your wife too? Yeah, she's in that meeting. No, in your personal life. like Oh, we talk all the time. Jody and I spend an enormous, she's, I mean, literally, I have friends, but like literally, she's my best friend and only friend. Like we. He like, said it publicly. <laughs> I got him. I got him, Jody. <laughs> but we, we do everything together. We, like we we spend a lot of time when we travel like by jeep or by rv and we talk about a lot of things yeah that's um, pretty good yeah she my mom and dad never said shit like you would never ever know that they were mad at each other how like, you end up doing that i i don't know really? um i'm the polar opposite of both my parents let's just be honest gardener no yeah <laughs> <laughs> If I didn't look just like my dad with my triple chin, you would be different. But um, like, like I always joke when I met Jody's mom and dad, they were they worked together for they still work together. OK, I swear to God, for the first six months that I knew Jody, I thought her dad's name was asshole. 
Oh my God. God, I don't think she ever called him Ron. Like, I'm like, does he have a name? Like, I mean, really, because they, they always bickered, but they loved each other dearly. They love each other dearly, right? So I believe that the, the I'll do a few parting thoughts. I believe that all partnerships can work with clear and concise and repeatable meetings weekly, if not monthly, to make sure that the business is on track. If this is the must. I totally, 100% agree with it. And then, you know, I see so many startups right now. It's very in Austin, Texas. You know, oh, my you see, gosh. You, you see can... technology startups popping up everywhere. And they're coming from the other states. But if you are a startup founder and you are a programmer, you're not good with a number, go find a partner that is good in the financial. If you are a, you know, UI UX designer and, you know, you don't know any, you know, programming, your product, your services, rely on that. Just go get the opposite. Always surround yourself with the people that know more than you, especially in the tech environment. Oh, because these guys? Because it's totally different with the pop and mom, you know, shops and all that stuff. It really diversity and helping each other and be accountable and be open and help each other and believing one another that you can do that job. It's so important. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is most people don't think like you and I do. We help each other and work together. and Because they, they have a problem asking for help. Oh, they have a problem. I'm serious. I don't know what the heck is that. I'm serious. Uh, I, I see so many people. I they, agree with you. There's people, they don't ask for help. I ask you for help many times. You you pick my brain on some stuff. I ask. I pick your brain all the time. You, you just know, don't know it. Yeah, it, It's just so weird what these people, is it really ego? Is it really, if you're a partner and you can't ask your partner for help, even if he's not involved, or just, hey, hey, buddy, can you sit down? I'm going through this. What kind of partnership is that? Well, here's a great analogy that Jody and I use, and I use this in business with my partners. It's three questions. When you come to me and ask me something in business and I know it's weighing on you, I ask these questions. Do you need me to fix it? Do you need me to respond? Or do you need me just to sit here and shut the blank up? That conversation allows for me, my partners, my wife, to just vent. So many times we want to fix something and sometimes we just need to bounce things off people. But a lot of times I'll, you know, I just need to, I need you to, to vent. Okay, great. And then they'll vent and they'll be like, and what are your thoughts? Uh-uh, you told me to sit here and hush. We joke about it a little bit, that, but that's, that's a great question to ask your partner and go, because sometimes you don't need my help. You just need to get it out of your mind so you can formulate yes. a response. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It happened to me many, many, many times. And you need to get out of that, you know, you gotta get it out of your brain and just put it on the table and talk about it. That's all it is. And it's, after a while, the solutions were coming to you. But we're getting close to the end. Yes, we are. But is partnerships, it, go ahead. it's hard, but I still believe it's doable based on what Andy said and I said, just be a smart oh, yeah. and be open and make the right decision. No marriage is guaranteed, no partnership is guaranteed, but at least if you do something and then you have that foundation, I think it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I, I agree. At least you learn something when you walk out yeah. out of that partnership. Yeah, it's they're all worth it. Look, I, I'm gonna say it again. 
we were built on the backs of entrepreneurs. Okay, now I know there's somebody out there who would love to put a lot of other words in my mouth after that one. It was built on business owners, and I don't, I don't care. No, this country is built by, really, this country is backed by small businesses. Absolutely. It's I not, 100% agree to that. They, they make the world go round yep. daily. So keep it up. Keep doing it. Call us, question us, stop us on the road, Anything. ask us. You know, for those of you that want to put in a comment or want to ask us or have a subject that's bothering you. Let us know. Let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, we have this on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on YouTube. That's where we got Anchor. Trouble. So, yeah, let us know. Yeah, go to YouTube. And if you like this video, please Oh, send us, it to your friends. Yeah, send it to your friend. Give us a thumbs up. Like it. Share it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all can help each other. Maybe this episode, this podcast helps somebody that is going to have a partnership. And at least they'll learn something based on our experiences. Yeah, exactly. So thank you very much, everybody. Thank Mommy, you. Thank you for the open and honest conversation, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, folks. Have a great day.